be fearless. You know, do what you want to want to do. Don't don't hold back. Today, I am really pleased to say I have someone that I've known for a very long time, for many decades actually. I have known her, but I haven't known her. She lives quite a ways from here. She's an author, she's a consultant, and she's also a coach. Karen Hill is someone that most academics in Tokyo know of her, and you're probably one of them. So without any further ado, let's talk with Karen, Karen, welcome. Thank you and good morning. And I'll have to tell you, my full name is Karen Hill Anton. What did I, I say? What did I say? I said Karen, Karen Hill. Hill. Karen Hill, because uh, we yes. just got through talking earlier. Right, right, right. I, and I keep the, or I'd say adopted the name Anton, my husband's name, in solidarity with my children. Right. So, uh, and they all have the last name Anton. I really know your history. I know most mm -hmm. of it, but I want you to tell the audience, where were you born? New York City. Okay. I was born in Washington Heights, which is just five blocks north of Harlem. So um, very often um, you know, when, um, people write something about me or uh, speak about me will introduce me as coming from Harlem, but I never lived in Harlem. <laughs> um, but of, of course I, I know it and lived very near it, but I grew up in the Washington Heights section of New York City. And you City. stayed there until what age? Until I left the United States for the first time when I was 19 years old. Okay, all right, so good. Do you have siblings? I had. Uh, unfortunately, both my um, brother, who was a year older, and my sister, who was a year younger, have, have both uh, died. And, oh, and quite young, sorry. my brother in his 30s and my sister in her 40s. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. both were living in the States at the and, time? And they were both living in New York City. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So tell me, what time of child were you? Uh, what about mom and dad? How are they doing? Yeah, um, not doing at all. They have also both um, passed away. And my my father um, married when he was already quite old. He was was fifty years old when I was born. Okay. So and my mother was was quite young, but the, um, my actually my uh, father died fifty years uh, fifty years ago in uh, September this year. Okay. Yeah. You were really uh, close to your dad. I was very clo close to my, my father. My, my father raised me. My mother was institutionalized, so um, I, I would say, um, yeah, from the time I was about a year old un until I was a full-grown adult, my, my father raised my brother, my sister, and, and me. So you never knew your mother? I never knew her. Um, I would say personally, she never raised me. I, I would visit her, and my father would take us uh, to visit. Um, w when she was in institutions, but but I, I, I never knew. I, I never had a relationship w with her as mother daughter. Mm -hmm. I, I've written about this really um, quite well. I wouldn't say extensively, but I, I write about this in in my memoir, and right. so I won't you know go, go in, in, into too much d detail. Okay, because you yeah. don't want to spoil it for the people that are going to be reading. Yeah, I I, well, I, hope, uh, I hope wish you brought the book, but I, I'm sorry I don't have a copy mm -hmm. with me. But it's mm -hmm. called, let me give the title, it's called A View from Breast Pocket Mountain. That's correct. Am I right? That's correct. See, you see, look yeah, at yeah. that. See, don't, don't get it wrong now, yeah. guys. <laughs> hey, people do. And, and, I, and, and I forgive them. What is, why did, what came, how'd you come up with that name, Breast Pocket? Right. Because um, Breast Pocket comes from the name Futokoro Yama, which is 
which was our first home in Japan, the farmhouse. And it, it's a place in, in Shizuoka, and it's, it's where we first lived when, when you know, we came to Japan. Well, after living in the dojo for one year, but that was our first home. And it's uh, really a translation of Futokoro, which is, you know, is this area in a kimono. Right. It's, it's called the Futokoro, and okay. Yama is, is a mountain. And, and, and that's the, the name of the mountain, Futokoro Yama. And yeah, the, the title j just came to me because so much, you know, was uh, about reflection. And that time, you know, um, I spent at uh, Futokoro Yama, which is about seven years, really isolated, uh, very removed area in Japan. So there, I had a, you know a, a lot of time to think, reflect. Um, you know what? Yeah, the, the about my life because there wasn't much going on in, in terms of any kind of social life. That's you know, right. I mean, I wouldn't say much. There was nothing going on in terms of social okay. life. You know, I was just. Well, let's get back to your childhood. Yeah, so, when yeah, growing, sure. up, growing up in New York, what type of child were you? Were you more academic or were you more sports minded? Uh, cut to the chase, I was never sports minded. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get that yeah, out yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, never, never. I've never played any sports in my life. Uh, I'm on record as, as saying uh, I've never seen a baseball game. Yeah. Now wait, you're the middle of you're the middle child, so so you guys were real tight. Yeah, very very uh, close. Yeah. Been, so were they close. active? Were they really? My my brother was into sports, as as I recall. But to me, that was something in the background. That was something Johnny did. <laughs> you what know? about your sister? No, I don't remember her doing sports. Okay. Yeah, but um, when I was in junior high school, I remember, um, and I, I think it was from you know starting in the seventh grade, uh, we were told we could um, be in sports and for women, I mean for girls it was uh, volleyball or you could take dance. And I um, opted for dance and... That's that, true, that's yeah. those are the days, that's true. Yeah, in those days you really, uh, home ec. Home ec was not an activity, but that's yeah, something right. they really but pushed women to. But for the sports into. activity, uh, for, for girls in, in junior high school it was volleyball or, or dance. And, and uh, yeah, from that time, I was actually introduced to dance, and I started uh, studying modern dance. But in elementary school, when you were in elementary school, were you reading a lot? Did okay, you yeah, and, and yeah, uh, to get back, you know, to the question was, I, I was never really academic, but I always read a lot. Always what kind read of books did you read? Oh, novels and... In elementary yeah, school now? Yeah. Uh, a tree grows in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I can re remember, but I just remember going to. You know, we had a library actually very nearby, and I would I would walk over there and I would you know walk around and just I, you know I would find books. You know, depending on the you know the the covers or whatever, I would just uh, choose books and and read them. It's really not publicized a lot about men raising their children, mm -hmm. particularly black men. Mm -hmm. That's really not publicized. Did he have any other? Did you have any other female s around my you? That I were had a, to uh, my grandmother lived in Brooklyn, but uh, she didn't help raise us. Is that your father's mother? Uh, or my your mother's mother. Your mother's mother. Okay. Yeah, my mother's mother, and and she was Jamaican, and w we would go to her house uh, sometimes. But she died when I was nine years old, and, and yeah. But were you close with her? I mean, she she yeah, yeah. she provided some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, she did. I mean, we, we always loved going to our grandmother's house because you know she'd make um, peas and rice and this, you know um, 
we'd have kinds of foods that we didn't have at home because my father cooked mostly southern food. He was from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, and so um, yeah, we we always in, in enjoyed that. Did you, you know. ever travel in the states at all? Did he ever take you to Mississippi? He did take us to Mississippi. My How father, old were you when that yeah, happened? I was very uh, young. He took us to Mississippi. Did you have any impressions of what it was like? You know, it's of course it was so long ago, but I can tell you, I remember. Uh, he took us to uh, one of his sister's um, houses, and I guess it was kind of a farm. He was and what? I, one of how many? Like himself. Uh, 10 or 11 or something. Of his siblings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and he yeah. was number which one? Do yeah, you know? I, I, don't, I don't remember which, which uh, number he was. He wasn't the eldest, uh, as I recall. Okay. And, um, you know, and, and because, as I said, he was, you know, was quite old when, when he married, so, you know, it's... Many had passed away by the time I, you know, w would have remembered any of them. But I, I remember in um, Mississippi just that there were chickens in the yard, you know, like running around. And we were city kids. <laughs> you know, never, never seen, seen a chicken. You've never seen a chicken, let alone running around, you know. And I remember my brother, there was an outhouse. There was, you know, wasn't a, a, an inside toilet. And as I recall, he refused to go to the toilet the entire time we were there. I don't know how long we were there, but that was a memory. Yeah, yeah. Really? And you only went once? Well, yeah, only only once. Yeah, One yeah. One time. Yeah. Actually, my youngest daughter and her, her husband um, took a trip through the South and went to Mississippi and to Yazoo City, which is where my father w was from, and you know looked up some records and you know found the, the property and the area where you know where it lived uh, etc but you know I mean, it was n no yeah n nothing was left there uh, right. uh, you never went family. back again after that one time no no, no 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 okay, no I, yeah i was never particularly interested in going to mississippi you know but uh, i mean n n now i i would go you know i have, I have the opportunity right? yeah just, just out of curiosity so you went from okay from Elementary school to junior high school, then you decided, okay, I'm going to take dance. Did you really start to flourish in dance? Yeah, I, you enjoyed yeah, it? Well, to flourish, I, I, I did well. I was in performances, you know, throughout high school, and I was studying, you know, at the Martha Graham School in, in New York City, Martha Graham School of Contemporary Dance, and won a scholarship um, a after uh, high school to uh, attend the um, Martha Graham School. I also, I, I tried out for Juilliard and did not get in. <laughs> that's really hard. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no really hard. Yeah, yeah, that's no joke. Hard. So then, where did it end up through junior high school to high school? How'd your interests change? I would say, you know, in high school, and I write about this also in the in the memoir. During the last year of, of high school, they introduced art history for the first time. You had not had art. art uh, uh, we, we had yeah, art, you know, just drawing and things like that, but mm. art history. And this was just the most wonderful experience uh, of my high school years. And, and I also write about this in, in the memoir. The teacher, um, uh, a man named William Spilka, and of, of course, now I, I realize he was pretty young at the time, probably still in, in his, his 20s, introduced the world of art. Uh, fine art, classical um, works, you know, um, going back to Greek times and, you, you know, uh, you know um, learning about g Greek architecture and, and columns, you know, Corinthian, Dor uh, what, uh, Doric, uh, Ionic, I, I, I forget what, what they were called, all of the, the Impressionists, painters from Rembrandt on, 
and, and, and before, just the entire world of art and, and, and the, the institutions where these uh, famous works were. The Louvre, of, 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 of course, the, uh, you know, the, the Prado, et cetera. And, and, and many of these works were in New York City at the, at the Metropolitan you know, and, and at the Martin Art. And this was, you know, a bus ride away, a subway uh, 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 ride away for us. And at that time, I can't remember if the museums were free or if they cost a dime, but you know, right. there was nothing. So I used to go all the time you know, and, and just, you know, immerse myself in, in its art. And he, this teacher really gave us the feeling, I mean, this, this is all working class kids, but I, I felt he didn't put any world, um, any space, or distance between the world of great art and these, you know, black, Jewish, you know, uh, from Greek families, Puerto Rican uh, kids, you know, uh, working class families, and, and this world uh, of great art, and, and just made it feel like it's accessible. And, and I, I always felt like he really thought that we would one day see these um, great works, and, and I did. You did? Yeah. And, I'm and sure many yeah. of the students did. Yeah. yeah. It's did. so interesting to me, Karen, you being a teacher, mm -hmm. it's so important how enthusiastic the teachers are as to how the oh. kids will respond. Yeah, and you remembered his name after all those years, uh, and how many teachers' names you remember? Yeah, not many, <laughs> not many. Isn't not that many. interesting? And I have to tell you, I actually got in touch with him about a year ago. How yes. is he doing? Yes. He's 90 years old. He's 90 years old, and I wrote to him as, as I, mean, I had to do some sleuthing, but I, I, I found him and just told him what a, you know, um, what a great impression he'd made on me and the impact he'd had on, on my life, and that I you know, mentioned him in, in my uh, memoir. And he was so glad to, to hear from me. Um, unfortunately, his wife had died just the week before. Mm -hmm. so you he's know, still so yeah, right. so um, it w was not you know the best time. But he w was yeah, you know, thrilled and told me all of the things he'd been doing in the interim. You know, <laughs> and that's did you remember? Did you remember you? I don't. You, I, you don't know, know, I didn't ask if you know. That's right, you because you know, as a teacher, you know how if you feel. Yeah, he's I mean, teaching so many people. So many people, and it's so many years later. So I, di I didn't put him on the, the, the spot, the spot right, that way, with right. that. But right. uh, he he was um, really ha happy that I'd made contacts. Yeah. That is so, so beautiful. I think it's yeah. so important, the people that come through our lives yeah. and the people we impress. So it's, to me, it's something that I really take pride and pleasure in doing. Yeah. Because I remember the one or two teachers that impressed me. Right. But, and you want to show them gratitude. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I just feel. I, j I want you to know it, it, was for, it wasn't for nothing or whatever. You, right. know, you, you, had, had, you, had, you had a real impact, a serious, and I think positive in, impact on, uh, on one young woman's life. So you graduated from high school. What did you s major in in high school? Well, in high, high school, you don't have a major. You, you just, didn't. We didn't. No, oh, no. No. No, you sure well, did. you could be in an academic, you could be in... I oh, think in your high school then, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think it was a general academic or commercial course, and I was in, okay, in the academic course. And so you're taking history and, you know, some mathematics, some science courses. I, t I took Latin in, 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 in high school. 
Yeah, was one of the few uh, you, subjects. But you, went, but you weren't Catholic, are you? No, no, Okay, no. because that's the only place you'd be able <laughs> no, to use yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was, you know, I, I, I don't know if I was a dreamer or what, but for some reason I was thinking, yeah, I might go into medicine or something. I tell you, I have no idea where this came from <laughs> because it's the last thing I would ever do. <laughs> it was actually the last thing I would, would do or would want to do. So, but, but, some, but some reason I thought, you know, Latin would be useful. And actually, over the years, um, it, I have found that that is, and, and as a writer, you know, just, just knowing the, you know, the root of, of words and, you know, being able to um, know the meaning of a word just by its Latin roots, uh, et cetera. Well, obviously yeah. it worked for you because your book, and you, I, I guess I'm assuming you had it come out maybe 2019, I'm assuming. Tw uh, 20, the, the memoir 20. is 2020. 2020, because mm -hmm. you've gotten three awards, prestigious awards since then, mm -hmm. and I've even heard this. They said for a book that has, I think it's 600 and something pages, or two, uh, two, two, forty-two, or two. Yeah, what uh, is it about three hundred pages? Three hundred pages. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but the but with the comment that went with that was that it has three hundred pages, but it reads like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the words are so well crafted. Yeah. And I said, now that is difficult to do. Yeah. And that's why I give. Yeah, I was telling the story about my son mm -hmm. and I going across country, mm -hmm. and I told him to watch commercials. The reason why is because they have to do in thirty seconds. Oh, what yeah. people do, they, they have yeah, to yeah, get yeah. you in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So your book is doing the same thing. Right. You've been able to condense and make it feel so enjoyable, Stephen King style, uh -huh. so enjoyable to read that you're caught to it and you finish it and it feels like that was just 100, yeah, <laughs> 100 pages. I know a lot of people uh, say, oh, the, their only complaint is they wish it was longer. longer. But Isn't that good? Yeah, it's when you great want to more, hear. But yeah, it is great to more. hear. But I really had to to you know, keep it somewhat compact. I, I mean, if you read Obama's uh, last um, uh, memoir, it was like 700 pages right, or right, something like that. Right. And he can I do it and it'll still be commercially well, viable. It, but yeah. I had it on, that's oh, true yeah, because yeah. he has the name, come yeah, on. Yeah, you, you can do it. But um, I, I was advised, do not go over 300 pages, do not go over 85,000 words. And it's 86,000 words. <laughs> yeah, no, they- um, But you uh, did it a yeah, good job, yeah, obviously, so, yeah. to get those awards, my goodness. So Thank tell you. me this, Karen, so, you decide to leave when you what 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 brought you up to the point where you left at 19. Yeah. So you're not in college now. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't in college. I I, I was working. Uh, uh, I, I had a full time job and I was studying dance. At, you know, uh, every day I was going to the Martha Graham uh, School and also at the Metropolitan Opera Ballet, uh, and at the, the the new school, which is also a modern dance school. I I was basically dancing every day, but. I wasn't good enough. I, I mean, I, I, I can, you know, I can, I can, can say that, and I, I think my dreams of being in the Martha Graham Company, you know, that just wasn't going, going to happen. And you know, I, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not blaming anyone, even myself. I mean, because because I started relatively late. I was already a teenager, and for a dancer, that that is some, somewhat late. But also, uh, and I openly admit this. I didn't have what it takes to be a professional dancer. I can, I can tell you that, and especially in, in New York City. Highly competitive. Uh, people, uh, you know, dancers are, are highly trained and from you know, an, an early, early age, and they're really dedicated, they're devoted, they're, they're ready <laughs> to spill their blood. And I wasn't, and I knew it, you know, and, 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 and I knew it. And 
Uh, it wasn't with regret, but I, I realized, uh, yeah, the world of professional dance is, is not for me. Mm. Yeah. 19, you'd been working, and you decide, okay, I've had about enough of New York. Let me go to Europe. <laughs> what made you decide to go to Europe? Yeah, yeah. I, said, I mean, well, one impetus was you know, um, to see the great works that you know, I learned about in high school. You so know. the art teacher really yeah, did? Yeah, really. I, I was kind of drawn uh, uh, originally um, towards that. But once I was in Europe, and, and I did go to the Louvre and the British Museum and Prado and all of those things. But I was so fascinated. I mean, I'm truly fascinated just by the one, the experience of going abroad for the first time. By yourself? By myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was the first time being in an airplane. I, I you know, I, I, I didn't know <laughs> anything, basically. I didn't, I didn't speak any foreign languages. But yeah, I, I was you know uh, up to do it, and I, I just you know, discovered an entire world is what I, I found, and I was really fascinated with uh, the people, you know, how they lived, how they, you know, decorated their houses, what they ate. What was the first moment that you came across that when you started thinking? Because I know you're going through, you're just yeah. seeing, seeing, seeing. When did it become really personal? I think probably when? in Denmark. What it, happened? Yeah. I, I, you know, I made good friends, friends I, I have to this day, in fact, who I was just visiting a week ago <laughs> uh, in, in Copenhagen. Um, just, yeah, there, there are different attitudes, you know, towards life, towards living, um, towards, towards their work, their, their, you know, relationships, just everything was just so different. And it wasn't as if it was so, so much as it was something better or it was good. That, but it was a different in, in a way that I found attractive, uh, clearly I, I, attractive because I was really drawn to the culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially Denmark. You know, I, but, you know, I, I uh, first went to Britain and then France and Spain. I was in Morocco for a short time. I went through Germany. But I, I Did think you know people at each stop? I, uh, no, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I was hitchhiking. <laughs> in those days you could. I could, a woman alone. Well, they didn't have all those. They yeah. didn't have all the scare tactics they started to put up later. Yeah. Well, some of those tactics are not scary, and I can what tell you, if my daughters, any of the well, three of them, had just said when they were nineteen or twenty that they were going to Europe and hitchhiking on their own, I, uh, I would lie down on the tarmac I hate and you know, prevent it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No, this is not going to happen. But then again, but like I said, yeah. yeah. Also. Information didn't travel as fast then. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. everyone's hearing these horror stories. Yeah, that quick. But Lance, there is a there is reality to things. Oh, there, I believe it's not I as safe. Yeah, it's I, not, I agree. Not no, as I'm safe. not saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. But it, you're encouraging. I saw one comedian once talking about mm -hmm. these what's happening in the schools in the states when these mm -hmm. guys come in and hurt everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And he said they are actually talking to one of the kids that are doing it when they're telling them about it. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's the point true. I'm making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. we wouldn't I hear about stuff so yeah. late. You yeah, that's true. It took us two weeks to get an, um, a letter from across the country. I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you couldn't, and if you couldn't write well, you couldn't even read it. <laughs> so, so come on. But nowadays, yeah. everything's so instant. I mean, yeah. it, it, we can that's see it true. progressively getting quicker, you know, yeah, more yeah. and more information getting out, and yeah. now we're saturated with it. This is true. We're completely saturated to where whatever happens on this planet anywhere, 
we know too soon. Right. Very, very soon. That's true. very, very yeah. um, daunting. Because mm -hmm. we were the last, no we weren't, I think it's our, our kids, the um, Generation X, X Generation Z I, or whatever. I haven't figured it out. Baby boomers. <laughs> yeah. And baby yeah. boomers, we were really solid in it. And we mm -hmm. remember dial TVs and, and telephones. Some of us, if we went far enough in the country, knew you could do I this with the telephones. <laughs> could do that. But those, because our grandparents yeah. had them. Right, right, right. But we most definitely had our phones and we're happy when it became push, push button phones. Yeah, you had, yeah. We had to remember all of our combinations to all of our locks in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to remember all of our friends' phone numbers. I could, up until very <laughs> recently, I could probably rattle off a hundred phone numbers. Until recently, now of course I have an iPhone like everyone else, it, and yeah, and it well, why you decided to just keep it in and yeah, do it? No, you no, it's no I, and it wasn't like oh, I'm uh, I want to memorize this or whatever. I would see a number, hear a number, and it I was there. Yeah, and I could you know because well, we had yeah, to do anyway. Yeah, I kid. would just connect it with a, a person and a name. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I could do it. I, I could not do it now. How yeah. long did you stay in Europe? Then it was uh, just uh, shy of a year, that, that first time. You, so you'd saved up to do this trip? I had saved did up. Did you start working, working? Did you work on the way while you were there as well? To no. Uh, funds or just yeah, um, I wouldn't say working so much as, you know, I would do some part-time job somewhere, we know any, anything that showed up. Uh, I modeled at, at some points. I worked in a jazz club in Copenhagen uh, where Dexter Gordon played every night. Uh, yeah. Um, but so of course yeah. you met him and you yeah. knew him. Yeah, yeah you yeah. met him. Yeah, he was there every night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was there every night. Um, but you know, it was such a simple life. You know, I was sleeping on in people's you know homes on couches. You know, in tents. You know, in hostels in the cheapest hotels. You know, I was very young. <laughs> this is not how I travel now. I assure you, but. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't like it was a big expense. And of course, you know, uh, hitchhiking or traveling, uh, you know, second or third class on a train, it was, it was not expensive, yeah. Mm. So, so what, how did it bring you back to the States? You came back to the States, I'm yeah, assuming. I, yeah, I, I did come back. Um, yeah, I don't know if, you know, if I ran out of money probably, but just, you know, I, I just, I knew, um, I felt that, you know, I knew when it was time to, to come back, and, and, and I did. But uh, just, I don't know, a few months later, I, would, I, won't, I went back to Europe, ju just for a short time, yeah, um, to, to visit a friend in Holland, and yeah, um, yeah and, and stayed with him and, and his family. Um, and then I went, um, let's see, then I went back again in 68, and that was the longest time I, I stayed in Europe, because I, I was um, there from 68 to, to 70, 71, and, and that's when my uh, eldest daughter was, was born in Denmark. Is that where you, did you meet your husband in Denmark? I was not married. Okay. My, yeah, I was not married to, to my um, first daughter's uh, father. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. and when we met in, in New York City, and I pretty much brought him to Europe. He'd never been, um, you know, when I, we, we were living this kind of almost wild life in New York City. It, it, was, it, was, it was the 60s, yeah, <laughs> marginally or whatever, and we, we and, went, yeah, and we went out to San Francisco at the height of the, you know, the hippie, the hippie crazy, thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then, you know, I, I, I really had had enough, and, and I said, you know, let, let's go to Europe, and, and, you know, he agreed, and that's what we did, but, but we, we split up in Spain. Mm. Yeah.
then how did you get, I mean, from Europe, uh, I'm just trying to get yeah, you yeah, to yeah, here. Yeah, how did you get here? It's so complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated? Yeah. Well, well I, I, actually, when, when I write about it, I think I've made it uncomplicated. But, it, but it, that being in reality, but, it really yeah, is. Yeah, but, it, but it's complex, is, is, is what I would say. But I, uh, I, I think, you know, in the memoir, I w was able to, to write about it and to tell it as a story. Well, then let's yeah. leave, leave mm -hmm. that part. Let's say yeah. that part and just say, when did you come to Japan? I came um, to Japan in um, 1975 and, um, and with my husband, who, um, I would say my cu current husband, my only husband, yes. who, to <laughs> whom I'm married almost 50 years now. The only person you ever married. Uh, right. The only person I ever married. We, we left uh, the United States in um, well, June or July 74 and we spent one year traveling here. First, touring all of Western Europe in a Volkswagen Bug that we bought at the used car market in Amsterdam, and then driving straight across northern Italy, the former Yugoslavia, Bulgaria, Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan. Did you have your daughter with you? And we had our daughter with her, and she was five years old. She was five years old, sleeping on the what? back oh, seat of a, of a Volkswagen. That's why she's not here. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's seen she's, the world. Yeah, she's, she's, she come might, on. Have, might have had she enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel less. She right. said, no, I can't know. Right. Anyway, we, we uh, sold our, our uh, Volkswagen in Kabul and then traveled using public transportation through Pakistan, India, Nepal, and Thailand. So we were basically on the road um, for one year before arriving in Japan on June 1st, 1975. I mean, Karen, tell me this. How were the foods as you went through? Do you remember that? The different yeah, I mean, it was ethnic so foods you different. tasted. And one, well, one thing first I'll tell you, because we were traveling really, you know, bottom dollar. And also my husband at the time was uh, very much um, involved in macrobiotics and vegetarianism. So we cooked all our own food the, the, almost the entire way. We lived on brown rice and lentils, uh, and we also, you know, had some Japanese foods, so like wakame and naughty things that you know um, are non-perishable, soba, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, then, yeah. Then, before, even then be before my my husband had studied Japanese wow. cooking. Yeah, see, yeah. I, my beliefs are true. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, no. Come yeah, on. no, really, really. He's the first one who introduced me. To, uh, <laughs> I to my, gave me my first unappreciated uh, taste of sushi. Uh, yeah. That had to be hard for you at the beginning. In the beginning, I was saying, yeah, what he was telling me how great it was, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, not if I'm going for this. But you know, what can I say? It's like, of course, I love sushi. But you, um, just to back to track a little bit, you know, my husband's an old friend. We've been friends since we were 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Really so he's is. from New York as well? Yeah, he's from New York City. He's from Greenwich Village. I'm from Washington Heights. So opposite ends of the city. Absolute opposite You knew ends. him since he was 16 years old? I was knew him since he was 16 years old. Uh, to go, another little tidbit, I was at his wedding. He was married once yeah, before. Yeah, he was married once before, and I was part of the groom's party because I, I was, we were such good friends, you know. <laughs> no, and then he got married really young, and I had told them, don't do it. 
Was he I'd, 20 or what? No, uh, uh, he was uh, 20 or 21, so he was, he was very young. Yes. And, and, you know, and I'd met his, uh, his future wife and liked her and everything. I just didn't think they were, uh, you know, a good... Yeah, I, I mean, it didn't seem to be a match, but I was so young myself. I was like 18 or 19. But you still had those senses, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, it was, it was something. I just had the, the sense, and yeah, it's just... Don't don't do it. But you know he he did. I you know went to the the, the, the wedding etc. But yeah, no, we're really very old friends. Really, really old. That is beautiful. Yeah. Something I didn't know. Anyway, you, yes. It's, you don't talk about that in your book, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping we were getting something here that you don't have in the yeah, book. Oh, 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 oh. Well, the Mississippi, I think that's not in in the book. Mississippi is not in the yeah, book. Yeah, no, I, I don't okay. mention that. My father took us to Mississippi. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, and it was, uh, Bill was invited to study in Japan, so, and, that's and, what brought you here. Yeah, and that's what, what brought okay, us I here, Okay, I thought yeah. maybe, okay. Yeah, and so, and, and instead of coming directly, we decided, you know, to take the, the long route, and, and he, he had, um, like an open invitation, and they said, whenever you, you come, you know, your scholarship will, will begin at, at that time, so, and, and we took one year. And yeah. you never went back? Never went back to live. Never went back to live. So you never stayed outside of Japan more than a month or so. Uh, no, longer than that. I um, stayed with. Uh, let's see. Um, well, more uh, recently, just uh, when my my daughter um, son was born in in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. In but San that's the only time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I what I'm saying, like basically, when you yeah, came no, here, I never this went was back. Back yeah. to live. Because no, you know back. people that come and then they stay here for two or three years, then they go somewhere else for three years, then they come back and say, I've been to Japan for, no, you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. So you said, this you is came continuously 48 years now. You actually, you, you're one year short of May. Oh, okay. I've yeah. been here 49 years. Next uh, year will be 50 years oh, I've been in Japan. I came here in 74 in the Air Force. Oh, that, right, right, right in the Air Force. You know, yeah. my brother was in the Air Force. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He was stationed in uh, Turkey. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you said your, your brother and sister yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Oh, at young age, too. Okay, so you came here, you've been here ever since. Mm -hmm. Karen, before I end the podcast, because we're not going to go into this, I don't want you to expose too much of your book. Okay. I really appreciate the time you've given me. But before we end, I always ask this question of my guest. Mm -hmm. If you could magically go back in time, knowing what you know now, and give the younger Karen some advice. What advice would you give her, and how old would you be? Oh, ho, ho, ho. well, I would be at that age of my younger body <laughs> when I was a, a dancer, and you know, and just the the peak of health. So let's say I don't know, 21 or something like that. But advice. Um, I think I've almost followed my own advice, which is be fearless, you know, do what you want, want to do. Don't, don't hold back. Uh, the world is, is, is there for you. It's, it's full of great experiences and wonderful people. You'll, you'll have a chance to, to meet them all. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. But you see, I haven't hesitated, so I don't know if I would tell her something differently. Oh, I, I would have said, yeah, uh, study languages, yeah. Study languages, definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. Learn, uh, be good at least two or three other languages, yeah. 
Right that now you're fluent in two, English and Japanese. Well, you speak Japanese and English, and you're never going to admit it, but you have to. No, I, no, I will not, you will not have, no one will ever say that Karen says she's fluent in Japanese. <laughs> but fluency, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I try to always um, I function in Japanese, saying, yeah, exactly. yeah, okay. And I, that is fluent. Yeah, I live in you know, Japanese, yeah. I, but I think we life. have such a high expectations yeah. of what we think fluency is. Like, because it's such a beautiful language. I would like to be able to, to give lectures you know, well in Japanese, and I've done it, but it was such a <laughs> hard experience that I you know, won't do it again. Um, and yeah, just to, you know, to speak with, with real ease you know, and beautifully, uh, I would absolutely love, love that, yeah. Well, Karen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, so much. it's been enjoyable. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars. Because you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>